Welcome to Midnight Slumber. I am your host, Zach Miller. Join me as we take a journey through the alternate realities that take place after midnight. Imagine yourself playing one of your childhood video games in real life. In this story, we get a snapshot of what that might be like, and it's a little more intense than expected. Here is the story called The Golden Key. Bright white marble and gold shimmer underneath my feet. In front of me is a ledge that peers down into a bright white abyss. The wind coming up from this bottomless pit slowly passes by me. I look around, trying to see if there's any sign of something else. Nothing. No signs of any building or life in any direction. I even look to the sky, hoping to see clouds, and yet, still nothing. Just the same bright white abyss in every direction. Plopping down on this ledge, I let my legs dangle over the side. The slow-moving wind is calming and almost invites me to push off and fall just to see where it takes me. I slip off my dirty shoes and watch them as they slowly float down until they become nothing more than specks of dust. As I watch in curiosity, music slowly begins to play behind me. Turning to see where this music is coming from, the fog behind me lifts. A massive bright white wall with tons of objects on it is connected to this elegant walkway. Colorful lights begin to emerge from this wall, as well as pipes of every color and size. Ropes, blocks, buttons, and objects so colorful they defy the rainbow. The ground in front of me, and just to my left, begins to open, and a big green pipe leading to the wall appears. I follow the length of it with my eyes all the way to the wall and realize that this is a giant maze. Scanning the massive wall for a goal or exit, I spot a door floating high up on the wall. The bright green door has a giant padlock on it, causing the door to tilt in the air just slightly. Next to me is the sound of something buzzing like a bee right by my ear. I turn, afraid I'm about to be stung. But instead of a bee, I see a golden key with wings hovering in the air, just above my head. It takes off, speeding towards the maze with a golden trail behind it. The key plants itself high in the maze, opposite side of the door. As it lands, a glass wall slides down, enclosing that half of the obstacle course. As the glass finally slides fully into place, more knobs and strange objects start to jut out of the wall. Some of the objects start to spew fire and others look to be electrified. In front of me, a transparent checkered yellow and black ribbon fades into existence. Above it, the number 5 appears, glowing with neon colors behind it. The 5 changes and slams into its new form in the shape of a 4. It's a countdown, and it continues until it reaches 1, to which it blinks out of existence and a voice announces, GO! The checkered banner disappears, and I take off, running down this big green pipe in front of me. Up ahead is an opening in the ceiling. A small ladder drops down as I get close. 
I quickly go up it, and as I emerge, I am now in the maze, and a new feature is on this huge wall. A giant golden timer glows with urgency. It's not counting down, but up. It shows it took me over a minute to run down that pipe and get out. Even as I watch, it continues to tick upward. A bright blue rope hangs in front of me, and I quickly grab it and swing myself over to a giant red button. I let go just before the rope loses its momentum and fly through the air. As soon as my feet touch the red button, I get bounced high into the air, landing flat on my back on a hard marble surface. Catching what little breath I had from the impact, I roll over and push myself up as the platform begins to recede back into the wall. In front of me are two choices, one purple pipe going down and the other purple pipe going up. I dive into the pipe heading upwards towards the key. It's a tight fit as I scramble upward, pushing against the sides, trying not to fall back down. Reaching the top, I peer my head out and see that I have been led astray. There is nothing near me. But I feel some warmth and turn to look behind me and immediately duck back down into the pipe as a fireball screams by. Letting go of the sides, I slide back down heading towards the marble platform, but catch myself just before I shoot out as the platform is no longer there. Swinging myself down to the pipe below, I slide down the twisting pipe as it exits onto a big pink flower petal. The flower petal slowly floats up, taking me to a set of green bars that extend from the wall, leading to six different ladders. Jumping out, I grab hold of the first bar and almost slip as these are extremely slick. They are close enough that instead of trying to swing from one another, I pull myself up and slide across them. It seems like I've slid for an entire football field before I stop myself at the last bar. The ladders are hanging side by side, all leading into a room above that I cannot see into. I drop down, swinging back and forth, building momentum until I launch myself at the ladder closest to the wall. The ladder begins to pull itself upward into the room and stops once inside. Lights pop on, and before me lays the golden key. It floats with a brilliance like nothing I have ever seen. Reaching out my hand, I grab hold of it, and the room changes from solid concrete to glass, allowing me to see the entire maze and where I need to go. However, the maze begins to change. Some pieces recede back into the wall, while others move to new places. But the pipe that I ran through in the beginning unleashes a creature of immense size and horror. A dark purple and gray blob of tentacles emerges from the pipe and begins smashing and throwing objects into the abyss. Some of the objects are thrown from the wall and float in the air. New paths are made to this door. And now that this creature is done rearranging things, it sets its sights on me, even though it has no eyes to begin with. The glass pane in front of me opens, and I dart out, jumping to the bright red and white mushroom that hangs from the wall. Softly landing, a big puff of smoke comes out, disorienting the creature, giving me time to plan my path to the door. However, the mushroom extends outward, putting me in front of a floating box. The maze is now trying to help protect me from this creature. Jumping to the box, it opens and spits me out like a cannonball towards the door's platform. 
A rope drops down in time for me to grab hold and swing onto the marble platform the door is resting on. Inserting the key, a lock pops and the door rights itself. I reach for the handle and hold on for dear life as the platform gets ripped out from under me by this creature. The force of me falling causes the knob to turn and swing the door open. I am now dangling a few feet away from the exit. Pulling myself up, I maneuver across the door until I can pull myself in. I enter the bright room and hear an explosion behind me. The door shuts and the sound of the creature screams as the announcer comes back on one more time saying, Complete! Tunnels and darkness go hand in hand, and they are not a place you want to be alone in. However, in this story called Dragon Tunnels, I am. Thankfully, I at least have a lantern with me. So sit back and relax as you enjoy this dark tale. The wicker basket creaks as it is slowly lowered into the biggest sewer in the world. Not being very comfortable, some of the wood splinters poke me as I lean against the side. It's big enough for two, maybe three people at most, but I'm in here alone. I'm seated with a lantern, shovel, and pickaxe for company. As I am lowered down, I can barely see the environment around me. From what I can tell, it looks like this dingy, rust-infested sewer goes on for a mile in every direction. Small glimmers of light are far off in the distance, not bright enough to illuminate anything, but just barely bright enough to be visible in the heavy darkness. The rope lowering me moans, trying to hold on to this basket with everything it has. It's frayed in various places and just barely thick enough to be holding this basket up. Clearly, this rope has seen its fair share of this place, as I am not the first person it has carried down here. The lower I go, the brighter things seem to get. Peering over the edge, I can see more lanterns below, all gathered around at my landing point. With this extra light, I can see a little further now. There are pipes and valves all over this place, some densely grouped together, but most off on their own, spiraling in different directions. Some are busted, broken, or bent, but all of them are rusted. The walls are covered in rust and things unworthy of speech. Man-sized pieces of metal flake off, creating loud moments of cries and destruction. There are even stairs that wrap around the walls and down some of these pipes. However, all of them are broken. My journey to the bottom is going to take some engineering. I reach the midway point as the basket comes to an abrupt but soft landing. The wicker crunches under my feet as I stand. We have landed on the wide pipe that is housing all of these lanterns. Slowly getting out and stepping onto the still slimy surface, I gag at the wretched smell as I disturb the floor. My feet are cold, but I am not barefoot. It's just this pipe is cooling everything it touches and I can feel it through my thick boots. 
Grabbing my shovel and pickaxe, I make my way to the nearby stairs. I need to go to the bottom of this place, as I was instructed to retrieve the items that they had lost. I was not told exactly what that item is, but they assured me that I would know when I saw it. Traveling down these stairs, they are slick as well. Cracks and fallen rust are the only things allowing me to keep my footing. They are also very narrow, barely wide enough for a person with equipment to go down. I even have to jump to some of the stairs below me as some of the steps have broken and fallen away. As I get to the end of these steps, there is at least another 200 feet to go. But what was left of this staircase has completely fallen and rusted away. Up ahead is a long pipe heading straight down. I take off my jacket and throw my equipment around my shoulders. Rushing forward, I leap into the air, wrapping my jacket around the rusted pipe and sliding down carefully. After about 100 feet, a section of the pipe snaps and I land on my back on another set of stairs. Slowly getting up, what I have actually landed on is a single level platform. There is even a broken bench from where people used to stop and rest. Nothing is around me other than some loose and broken parts of the main sewer. They are big enough for me to use as handholds to climb down. I take a running start and run across the slick wall grabbing hold of the disintegrating holes. Pieces pop and crumble as I make my way down, but I do make it down. I am now standing in a pile of fallen debris and muck. Small bugs and critters run about slinking and sliding under the debris. A thick, slimy gloss clings to everything as if in fear for my yellow light, even as it struggles to stay lit in this dark place. It's as if the light is at war with this darkness, and we, my light and I, are trespassing in this place of sorrow. Making my way through the winding pipes, there is another lantern up ahead lighting what looks like to be a toolbox buried in the ground. Pulling out my shovel, I dig vigorously. I manage to pull away the crunchy muck that was caked around it. I struggle to lift it out of the ground due to its heavy weight. There must be mud and water inside as well as tools. Popping open the latch, to my surprise there are eggs of varying colors and shapes inside. One is a cool blue with spikes protruding from it. Another is a dark red that is as smooth as silk. A few of the others are purple with some type of moss growing on them. And the last one is green like an emerald golf ball. Closing the toolbox, I look around trying to find an actual tool that may have been misplaced, but there is nothing. Only bones. Human bones start to appear coming up out of the ground. As I shine my lantern among the shadows, I notice a trail of death leading off further into the darkness. Quickly turning back towards the toolbox, I shut it and begin to make my way up the nearest steps. They groan at the presence of this new weight. There is a hissing sound getting louder below me, and then a loud bang. 
I stopped moving. The sound of that pipe bursting made my heart skip. Steam just barely whistles out of it now. I pick up my pace, climbing up step after step until I reach a platform that has a dolly to pull myself across to the other pipes. I throw the toolbox in and begin pulling myself across. Decades worth of filth falls off into the darkness below. The rope sags at the weight of everything, but it manages to make it across. I can see my gleaming hope of escape on the next pipe over. Those lanterns glow with the glory of hope and safety now that I am seeing them once again. There is one final gap I must cross. I step out onto the slick pipe and get as close to the edge as I can. I spin and spin building up momentum until I let go of the toolbox and watch it soar across the gap landing on the wide pipe and sliding to a stop at the base of the basket. However, I have missed my step and I am starting to fall. Grabbing my pickaxe, I slam it into the pipe just in time to catch myself. The axe screeches as the metal starts to pull away. Once I pull myself up, I back up and run, jumping across the gap with ease. Something bangs and rumbles deep down in the darkness as I climb into the basket with everything. Tugging the rope, I let them know I am here. We quickly rise back up, and I open the box to check and make sure that I didn't break the eggs at my throw. Only one of them has a crack. The dark red silky egg has a crack in it, but it's not from the throw. The creature inside is trying to break out. As the egg flakes away, a dark red and black baby dragon appears. Its red eyes connect with mine, and it smiles. Crawling out and climbing onto me, it wraps its long tail around my waist and falls asleep in my lap. I reach to touch it, and its skin is as smooth as silk. We are getting close to the top when the blue egg also starts to hatch. And as the silvery blue dragon rears its face, it smiles and screeches a happy screech. <coughs> Climbing out, it crawls up me and perches its spiky self on my shoulders. However, as its happy screech echoes down into the darkness, I can hear the creature that lives down in that lair of death screech back, wanting what I have. Reaching the top, the people above unlatch the covering and carry us out. I am greeted with their smiles as I continue to hear that monster's roar beneath this city. Thank you for listening to tonight's episode. Please leave a comment and check out our social media on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We would love to hear your thoughts on tonight's episode. I'm your host, Zach Miller, and thanks for listening. Have a good midnight slumber.